You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Everybody, I want you to take a minute and just soak this in because the very first doctor has now made an appearance on the Union 0430. A a nice round of applause for Dr. Bill Dickinson for carving some time out of his day and coming on and talking with us retrobrates. Everybody, we've got a great show for you. If you've been following our social media over the last little bit, you know that we've linked up with Tetra Hearing, um, great company out of the States that are doing some amazing, amazing things with technology and hearing. And uh, I'm just waiting on mine to be shipped from the factory now. So trust me, you'll be hearing a lot more about it once I get them. Um, As usual, we've got the constant. Philly is up in the top left-hand corner. He's with us all the way from Port Perry. Dave, two weeks in a row. This is a record um, that we've got Dave. So, um, and he's carved some time out of his busy schedule. And of course, Dr. Bill Dickinson um, coming to us all the way from Tennessee, correct? Tennessee. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tennessee by way of Michigan. So we had said earlier, first doctor, I think the first person from Tennessee, but then he was telling us that he grew up in Michigan. We were like, oh, well, that's, We've had a lot of boys on from Michigan. So that's basically small Ontario. Well, that's what that's what Bill had said. He was like when he moved down to Nashville, he was like, it wasn't until he moved to Nashville that he had that that's what it was. It was like southern Canada, Michigan. Yeah. We uh man, when I when I first got we've been here 20 years now. Um and uh it, it was unbelievable. I didn't know that there was a, a very a classified Michigan accent uh, until the move into to, to Tennessee and, and man, they can pick out uh, even now, 20 years later, they're still like, Oh man, I love that Michigan accent. And I'm really, and, and then, you know, the, the best part about it though, guys, they'll, someone down here will try to, you know, do my accent. Like mimic. And I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. That's how we do the Canadian accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is good. That, that's uh, it. when I went to NWTF. That's exactly us. Like we're we're sitting at the bar and and just having some pints, and then the guy's like, "Man, have you guys ever heard a letter, Kenny?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, "You yeah. sound like you're just from that town." I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much. I'm yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the next town over." Yeah. Um. No, so so all seriousness, so um, it, it's such a crazy small world, though, when you think about it. Like you, you, and we've said it a million times on this show how how just small and how connected everything is. But um, you think about, I don't know, like ten years ago when I thought about duck hunting in the states, I thought of I thought of Arkansas, Louisiana. Those were those southern states. Those were the states that I thought were the big bird hunter, or that's the only place where the big bird hunters were, right? And now I've come to learn, you know, Michigan is such a big bird hunting state. Washington, Oregon, 
Ohio. So I would say Texas, Texas, yeah, um, Texas, North, is the big Louisiana, one. Northern California. Um, I would say that. So this is episode 157 that we've done. I would say we've had more people from Michigan and Ohio on this show than of any other state. It, but remember, there's no bird hunting in Ohio, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no. Brian Ellathorpe is, 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 you know, freaking out right now because we're bringing up Ohio again, but yeah, it's crazy. Like Michigan and Ohio, it's, it's like, those are the, those, I guess maybe, maybe Ohio is considered Southern Canada too. I don't know. Well, you know, it's, isn't it like human nature though? Like you, you always, you know, in, uh, when, when, when I was teaching back in graduate school and, and trying to, you know, trying to help make new audiologists and, um, one of the, one of the common phrases that you hear in, in medical education, uh, is when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras, right? Like you, yeah. anytime you're in school and you're studying and you always, you always want to make it the most exotic and you want to make it the most bizarre and you want to make it the most unique. And that's kind of, it's kind of human nature. And that's why, you know, everyone wants to think like, oh, a flooded green timber hunt shooting mallards in the face is like the absolute epitome yeah. of, of, of duck hunting. And, um, and there, it's so cool to hear you start there, Damien. Like there is absolutely fabulous waterfall hunting uh, across this country, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you certainly have your segments in your pockets, and not taking anything away from those green timber states. Um, and it's, I'm telling you, it's special. I never did it uh, yeah. until moving down here, and it's, it is something special. But. Um, you know, lying, uh, lying in a 13 foot boat that's 12 inches high on your back, uh, shooting old squads in 60 feet of water in Lake Huron yeah. is a pretty cool rush too. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of, I mean, I started this, I started, I, I don't remember not standing, uh, you know, on a little stool with dad and grandpa in the cattails, uh, yeah. of the Southern part of Saginaw Bay. And I, I, I grew up only thinking that every duck hunt was a mixed bag. You know, yeah. you could shoot a red, you could shoot a bluebill, you could shoot, you know, a mallard and a gaddy and you might get a teal. And yeah, I thought that was duck hunting because, man, that's what I was. That's how I cut my teeth. Yeah. Um, you graduate to kneeling on a, on a muskrat house, you know, <laughs> before before you could even find some waiters that would fit type thing. So you're comparing the sound of horse hoof beats and, and zebra hoof beats to talk about like how traveled you are with duck hunting. And here I am thinking, fuck, I haven't left Ontario really. And all I can think of is uh bugs bunny with a set of coconut shells doing the clop, clop, clop thing. But maybe that's just how redneck and untraveled I am. <laughs> oh, I, the, the, one of the first things I learned is that these Southern guys, there's no corner on redneck. You can go to any part of this globe and you can find some good redneck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think I would, I don't know, would, would you guys consider Newfoundland the redneck of Canada? No, Canada. Bancroft, yes. Bancroft, but not Newfoundland? No. no. Um, no, but it, you're very, it's very true, you know, you, you, you get this, you know, shooting mallards in the face, coming down, just coming from the heavens, coming down through all that timber, like, that's what you think, but then, you know, I'm watching videos these days of of uh, Matt Judy out in out in Washington and just widging, 
like I've never yeah. seen so much oh. widgeon before in my life. And I'm just yeah. like, that's gotta be, that's gotta be insane to be shooting widgeon like that. And then, and then you go over on the, the East coast with Jeff Coates in Maryland and he's shooting Scoter. And I'm just like, man, like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's insane. It is such an insane thing. And if you, ignorance on my part because i just again i just thought louisiana and arkansas was was the states and and that's where that's where you went to shoot ducks and yeah lo and behold, well you go you go to like nova scotia and then they're just littered with blocks yeah so newfoundland newfoundland like is like littered that. yeah so black ducks yeah. in nova scotia is is insane right but then no, they're like pigeons yeah but we'll we'll hit a lot of black ducks here like in December, we'll get a lot of black ducks in December here, and we're only allowed yeah. we're only allowed two a day, and you gotta like you gotta watch your watch your shooting, right? Like yeah. you get your two, and yeah. then and then you pretty much gotta put your gun down because you can't you can't shoot anything else because that's all is there is black ducks. Well, I, uh, I I I cut my teeth on the um, back in those Saginaw Bay days and in, in the cattails uh, when it was the point system. And you, you know, you had a hundred points a day. I don't know if they ever yeah. did that in Canada no, or not that uh, I'm aware of. I know you boys aren't old enough probably, to, but uh, I mean, you got a hundred points a day and that Susie was 70. And so Ooh. you, you got really good at picking out the brown duck. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, cause, cause you were unloading your gun pretty quickly. Um, you know, uh, a, a, a Drake was 25 and, uh, and, and a hen mallard was, was 70 points. And so wow. uh, that math doesn't. <laughs> We're not good at math here in Canada. That, that's, that's too much math. <laughs> 70 and 25. Carry the three. Yeah. And, and then the coot made up for the, uh, the coot yeah, made up the for the other five. five. It, it's funny. <laughs> And I'll always say this to anybody that I meet from, we, we'd done a hunt down at Long Point a couple years ago. And, uh, and of course there's a ton of guys that come up from Michigan to hunt Long Point. And, uh, and the way Long Point works is that, um, once you're done for the day hunting, you go back into, into the office and you just let them know what bird you harvested because they, they keep a track of all the birds harvested throughout the days. And, uh, one of my buddies, Logan McNulty had come with us and, uh, there was a, there were some coots and I kept telling him not, to, I'm like, don't shoot the coots. And he was like, I got to, and I'm like, no, you know what I mean? And so it was all morning of me fighting with him not to shoot this coot. And then finally he said, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting this coot. So anyways, he shoots the coot. And, and of course we gotta, we've gotta bring this back and we gotta say to the, to the, you know, to the office. So as we're pulling into the parking lot, there's a couple couple boys from michigan there and they pulled in right behind us and they were like what blind were you guys in and we told them what number it was and they were like okay perfect and then they just stopped dead in their tracks and started laughing they were like who shot the coot and i said it wasn't me i can promise you it wasn't me it was not me that shot the coot it was logan that shot the coot so anyways he was, was proud as a peacock oh was he ever proud that he that he got his like coot like like it was like a like a, a money band on a mallard. <laughs> like that's how excited he was. Like a money yeah. band on a mallard. Yeah, proud as a peacock. Um, but that's 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 the baseline, and that's the community. And it doesn't matter, you know, what continent you're in, what country you're in, what state absolutely. you're in. Like, absolutely. Uh, you know, we can you can typically smell out for many reasons uh, who's the waterfall hunter, 
you yeah. know, in the room type thing. And, and, and there's just this instant connection in this, um, and it's, it is, it's an awesome, um, you know, fraternity. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome community. Not to, yeah. Not to ex exclude the, the, the women that are, that are hardcore and getting it done, but um, it's, it's super cool. We had a, we did a, a an unbelievable couple days um, with our, our shared friend with Kyle Jones. I know yeah. Kyle's been on with you and, and you're yeah. good buds with him. And we did a, uh, we actually, we got him on his first old squad. Uh, I was okay. with him when he, when he shot, shot his first old squad, dropped it at over 40 yards. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to brag on him for now uh, with, uh, with a, a 28 gauge one shot folded it uh, as it was it at 40 was yards at, 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 at every bit of 40. Um, and, and of course, and it was a windy day because you were out on, on Lake Erie, right? Uh, Lake Huron. Lake we're, Huron. Uh, yeah. Um, and so the, the, these guys got, got what it was yeah. like with uh, you know, it was, it was a calm day cause it was, it was about, you know, a foot and a half rollers. <laughs> and so now, that was uh, American side, right? It, there you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I'm I'm just saying, like, you guys have this fancy ammo that comes in like tungsten and shit, right? Like, we're still in steel here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, and that he he had he had one of his magic bullets in there, and that 28 yeah. gauge, but it, it was impressive. Well, we we that was that was Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. We we're on fields, and um, both days were magical. The second day we were all on, uh, uh, it was mostly Canada geese, but there was enough ducks to keep us, uh, yeah. keep us interested and honest, you know, and, um, we were with a couple of Kyle's buddies up there that he does some hunting with and, um, somebody to this day, I don't quite know, only God knows who really shot it, but, uh, somebody shot a hen pintail Ooh. and I'm telling you boys, they would, you would have thought that 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 duck was gold plated. Oh yeah. It was the, for, for all three of them that were arguing who shot it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was their first pintail. So I don't know yeah. how they're splitting it up to this day, but, um, but that's the cool part, right? I mean, and, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, you know, and that was, I've never seen someone get so excited over a hen pintail, but it was their first pintail. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, um, that's just, it's just the awesome part of the sport. So, yeah. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say that, that, you know, what, what one takes for granted and you know you sort of said it on the saginaw bay where you thought every hunt was a mixed bag you know um so our other two buddies that come on the show that live in nova scotia where where black ducks are just like it, it's it's ridiculous how many black ducks black ducks and mallards it, it's insane um but yet if we talk to we talk to wade shoemaker Wade Shoemaker will say, he was like, I'll come, just invite me to Nova Scotia and I'll come tomorrow if I get a chance to shoot a black duck, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's just, a, yep. it's such an amazing thing because geographically, um, I've never shot, I've never shot a, uh, a, a bull sprig, never, never, I've, I've shot hen pintails, but I've never yep. shot a, a drake pintail ever, Um so it's just, it's one of those things, right? So, and, and I think that's why waterfowlers are well-traveled. Like, so Dave and I are going down to do a hunt with, with Kyle in, I think around the middle of October, we're going to come across and, and do a hunt with him, come hang out with him for a couple of days and do a hunt. Um, but I think that's why waterfowlers are so well-traveled is just, you know, you want to get that, 
and I swear someday I'll hit California and I'll get that cinnamon peel. Um, <clears throat> well, like my win. season last fall. I'm looking forward to getting some of that delicious 28 kg ammo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, right? Like, as a doctor, uh, you probably know. Like, I, I broke my collarbone, and it still hurts to shoot a 12 gauge. But that 28 gauge, man, it just, it's like a, like I think I've had harder farts than that thing does. Right? <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Crazy more. They are a sweet gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did so, so that's man. You really did. You did you skip over the twenty when you went sub gauge? You went big sub gauge, huh? You, you went right well, to the twenty eight, or were you shooting a twenty for a while? So I have a twenty as well, um, and I was going to use it, but then it kind of became a like. I just didn't want to risk it, and the doctor actually had this like little list of like, the the pounds of pressure that the guns put off. Wow! And just like, and he says, you know. I, I probably wouldn't shoot a shotgun this year. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. but then I noticed he didn't have the one for 28 gauge. So I'm like, pull up the phone and use Google. And I'm like, Hey, what about this? And I showed him, he's just like, yeah, you know that he could try it. And I'm like, fuck it. Went out and bought the best 28 gauge I could find. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, So yeah, they work on geese. It, yeah. yeah it, so Phil and I were side by side in the blind for the guys hunt. And we both shot geese with our 28 gauges. So thing works yeah but, yep. yeah well I'm, I'm i'm telling you not not to come up with uh a none of us need a new business model but and also probably an illegal one but um <laughs> if if you come over and you come over and kyle gets you hooked on that apex uh and i you're, you're gonna find you're gonna find a way to get it across that border i can tell you that <laughs> word on the street is it's almost here yeah it's uh, almost here it's, it's well, good. just some good. Canadian, some Canadian red tape, you know, for, for the reputation we have of being such friendly people, we can be real assholes when it can be, when it comes to getting ammo into our country. Cause, uh, yeah. oh, it's brutal. Well, he, he told me, um, he told me, he said, you can get ammo into, into Afghanistan easier than you can into Canada. And I'm like, yeah, I, be, uh, I believe it. I believe it a hundred percent that's that's the word on the street yeah yeah it's just it's crazy it's crazy anyways we would be remiss if we didn't at least talk a little bit about tetra hearing because i know like i've been telling just the last couple weeks i've been telling lots of people about it and and telling them like my process and and getting the ear and uh, getting the injections and stuff which is a pretty cool experience if you haven't had it done um now, I will tell you this, that I had a bit of wax in my ear and they had to clean that out. And that is not a good time at all. <laughs> not a good time. Um, did they uh, did, did they did they flush it, Damien, or did they, yeah, they, they had scoop this, it out? Like, yeah, they had this like it was it was sort of like it was it was pounding water in and it was like a it was almost like a it was like a concussion going on in there. And it, yeah. it really wasn't a good time. I had it done like the army medics used to do it one time, but they were army medics. So, um, they're probably, it wasn't, it wasn't fine tuned by no means what they did. No, this they, here, just, they just put a super soaker to the side of your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much is what it was, but this, this audiologist, um, she had this really cool thing and it was just, it just spit water in, but it, it sort of kind of, there was some pressure there where it was just hitting and the, and she cleaned it all out, but the actual mold going into the ear, that was that's actually pretty cool. I enjoyed that. So there's a um, there's a, a lot of people who are like, man, you give me a 
give me a bourbon or a, a, a cold pop and uh and i'll sit here forever like this like oh yeah they find it they find it relaxing and oh yeah it's awesome i'm super chill and um <clears throat> well i i don't uh <clears throat> again to talk about like the the border wars there uh since i don't have a canadian uh medical license uh, we won't talk about it right now but uh when we're offline i'm happy to share a little a little cocktail recipe Okay. Uh, where where you can you can uh, you can e irrigate your own ear canals, okay. um, and you'll never ever have to have it done like that again. Oh, um, good. And so um, we, we'll keep that. We'll yeah, get that. I, uh, we'll get that set up on the side for you. Okay. I'm just gonna order that tool off of TikTok that I see them using. Like, <laughs> don't use a Q-tip. Use this magic the, tool. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it looks like you could either make a, you could either like run a, a fence post line, right? It's like a post <laughs> hole digger, like an auger, or, yeah. or hell, you guys would use it as an ice fishing auger. I know yeah. that. But. Yeah. Um, but no, so so getting back to to Tetra, the the biggest thing, and it's very cool, and I know we'll get into the technology and and all that stuff behind it. Um, so to give you my background. So I have PTSD. I, I, after, after serving in the military, I've got PTSD the whole bit. So anything now, mental health, I'm very, very conscious about. Um, so when I read that, you know, um, and I don't really know the exact way to say it. So maybe you can help me out, but you're three times more likely to have dementia if you have hearing loss, correct? Is that the right way to say it, Bill? Yeah, it, it is. It's actually, um, it's it's uh, it's honestly a little darker than that. It's a little really? more morose um, because it's uh, if if you have a a, a moderate loss, um, yeah. which I'm telling you, it's it's hard to find a duck hunter who's been doing it for you know uh, you know more than you know five, certainly ten years that isn't in you know into the moderate loss category mm -hmm. um, as far as hearing loss goes, that you have a, a six to eight times more likelihood. Oh, wow. uh, and, and there's, and it's age related. So um, to kind of step back on, on all of that study um, about, it's actually about 25 years ago. Now um, they started a, out of, it's called the Baltimore Longitudinal Study on Aging. And what they were doing is they were taking um, 400, 400 people in every 10 years of age, and they were kind of following them longitudinally and just watching yeah. how they age and what happens to their health and all of that. And they collected data for about 10 years. And so uh, about 15 years ago was the first report that came out out of Johns Hopkins, and yep. um, and it was it was data from this Baltimore longitudinal study on aging, and um, and the the one of the strongest findings out of that, and the biggest surprise finding was this correlation between people at you know at age sixty five and above that that had signs or actual diagnoses with with what we call cognitive processing disorders dementia, Alzheimer's, short-term memory loss, all of that stuff, how the brain 
uh, makes sense and stores information and more importantly is able to recall that information mm -hmm. uh, about the world around us. And, um, and the reason before we had like crazy words like pandemic yeah. last couple of years, uh, what there was is a global epidemic around the world of more and more and more and more Alzheimer's and dementia. And a lot of it is simply because of, of healthcare and that and that other things weren't putting us in the grave. People were surviving, there's all kind. We all know breast cancer survivors and cancer survivors and heart attack survivors and stroke and the things that, um, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, uh, if you were 68 years old or 64 years old, those things um, were not a good, those weren't yeah. good words in your life, right? Yeah. And the outcomes weren't good. And well, uh, you know, we still have lots of tragedy of losing people to cancer and heart attacks and stuff like that. It's gotten much, much better. And so mm -hmm. we now have people in their 80s, late 70s and 80s, that 20 or 30 years ago, that population just was, you know, a, a much smaller percentage. And so what we're finding is that there's more and more and more of these, of these cognitive, these brain problems, Alzheimer's, dementia, memory loss. And so that's why they actually went back and, and started this whole big study uh, to look at how people are aging across a lifetime. And the big surprise factor was if between your, they, they determined of the group of people that have, that have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia, um, that it really falls into two categories. And it falls into uh, genetic, a genetic component, which is about 60, 63, about two thirds of uh, if you had a thousand people or 10,000 people with Alzheimer's and dementia uh, diagnosis, uh, about two thirds of it was genetics. And so you're, we're just screwed. If mom and dad gave it, you know, it's in the yeah. gene pool. Yeah. It's the one water you can't clean, right? Is that damn gene pool? And, um, yeah. and if it's in there, then if you live long enough, uh, it, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, yeah. part of your life. And mm -hmm. so that, that could be kind of a dark way of looking at it. Um, that man, two thirds, uh, we're just screwed. We can't do anything. Um, I, I kind of look at it the other way is that a third of that, yeah. of the, of the thousand people, there's, you know, 300, 350 people that, um, it's what we call a, a lifetime. It's, it's, it's modified risk. And so yeah. they, they, they put it to nine risk factors across our life between starting in teenage years in their twenties, uh, it should be like the thing, it should be like the, the dumb shit we do to ourselves uh, list, right? Um, and in one of them, the number one factor, there's nine risk factors. Uh, the number one factor is what is your hearing status between 35 and 55? And so if you have hearing loss and you are doing nothing to help, uh, to help the brain get by every day a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. wear a hearing aid or, or do things. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, what this is in a moment, but there are, it's not just that you have hearing loss because the most interesting, the, the fact was uh, if you had hearing loss between 35 and 55, you had a six to eight times greater likelihood of being <laughs> in the group with Alzheimer's and dementia. Wow. wow. Here's the cool part. You had a 12 times, if you had hearing loss and and you wore hearing aids. If you had a hearing loss, if you're diagnosed with hearing loss at 48 and you started wearing a hearing aid at 52 or 54, that kind of right, 
yeah. and you took the, the stress off of the brain, um, then you had a 12 times more likelihood of not being in the wow. Alzheimer's dementia. And so the cool part of that, it's, it's what do we do to ourselves? Yeah. In, in, in the, the two leading theories, it's not, if we, if we mess this up, it, it doesn't automatically mess, it doesn't mess our brain up. I'm pointing to our ear for, the, yeah. for your listeners that are watching the video, but if you mess the ear up, doesn't guarantee that you're going to mess the brain up because there's ways that you can, you can overcome mm -hmm. that. And um, the, the two theories of, of why this is such a high correlation uh, is, is one of them is, is, is what we call cognitive load theory. What the hell does that mean? Cognitive load theory is make, basically you're overtaxing the brain. Right. Mm -hmm. You are uh, you, you are your truck is designed to pull 12,000 pounds and you're making it pull 15,000 pounds every day. Yeah. OK, it doesn't ever get a break. You are overstressing and overtaxing uh, the, the brain. The other part of that is if you have hearing loss, you are understimulating the brain. And, and I think the easiest way and what's been fun kind of stepping out of a, of a medical facility in a, in a teaching academic teaching facility, where you got to use a whole bunch of fancy words in order, uh, you know, to justify the tuition of those, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> of that American medical yeah. school, right? Uh, it, it, think of it as a, as an, the inner ear is just a filter guys. It's just uh, it's an oil filter. It's a fuel line filter. It's an air oh. filter. And, and that's how the inner ear is. And, and you know what happens when that filter gets blocked up, yeah. right? Uh, that $2 fuel line filter, if that gets frozen or blocked up, uh, you're stuck out in the freaking swamp in your duck boat, yeah. right? Uh, or you could change your oil, buy a new truck, change your oil every 3,000 miles. If you never change that oil filter, you know what happens to the engine, right? Yeah. A filter it cleans out and so that the, the, the output is better than the input. And um, if once that filter gets blocked up, now your output is screwed. And so if your inner ear is a filter, it's a bunch of very delicate nerve fibers that get trampled on. And if they, if they get damaged and you now have hearing loss, what's getting sent up to the brain is different than what's going into your ear. And that's hmm. the simple way of looking at it. Right. Wow. It's uh it's a deer trail in the woods. It's, you know, uh, anytime that we see a game trail or for, for a Newfoundland, Newfoundland boy, like it's, the, it's the caribou trail, right? Yeah, it's that, yeah. you know, the, the earth gets trampled on where, where all of those animals go. And that's what noise does to our inner ear and to our, to, to the nerves of, of the inner ear. And, wow. um, it just destroys, it's the carpet in a room. The carpet gets worn out in front of the doorway right? Yeah. It doesn't get worn out under the couch. It doesn't get worn out over here along the wall in the corner because no one's trampling on it. Right. And that's what noise does. And, um, and man, it's hard to find a duck hunter that isn't trampling on their inner ear yeah. uh, with noise. And it's, well, you know what, this is, we talked to, we brought up the hearing at towards the end of the show last week and Phil brought up this thing where, so Phil drives around a lot with his window down and, <laughs> and not anymore. No, but I, I would never in a million years have thought that that would cause hearing damage back, back in my twenties, like nonstop window down. Fear hanging out the window. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Well, uh, so th that's an absolute big one, Phil. Uh, and, and, it, and it takes a long, a, a, a people a long time to kind of figure out like what kind of exposure that's getting it. The worst thing is um, that's where most guys, especially young guys, are practicing their, their calling, right? Yeah. Is yeah. In, in the truck, in the window, when they're driving, when they're... Yep. Um, and man, you put the, you put all your windows up and you start wailing on that call and you, you try doing a highball call on that. Like you are absolutely abusing your inner ear by doing that. And matter of fact, even, even in the blind, um, and this was the catch 22 and this can kind of get us into, you know, why we designed the technology and, and why we put the whole company together is the, the, the number one reason that people well, number one, and it's kind of one and one A of why a waterfall hunter won't wear uh, any hearing protection. It's not because they don't think that the 12 gauge is too loud. Everyone mm -hmm. with a, with a freaking brain can, you know, figure out that, 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 that yeah. that's not good. Right. And, yeah. and they look down the blind, they look at grandpa and daddy and uncle Joe, and yeah. they know exactly that this story doesn't end well. Right. <laughs> yeah. But they, 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 everyone blames it on the dang gun. Um, that call causes as much, if not more damage uh, to our ear because um, you, you're doing, you know, for most hunters, you know, five, six, 10 times more calling than you are shooting. Yeah. And, and hearing loss. And that's Phil, that's why that, that, you know, that truck window down is, is abusing that left ear uh, is anytime that you guys that you want to look at here, it's all about, how loud is it and how long am I exposed to it? And it's, it's yeah. duration versus intensity, how loud and how long. And, um, and that's why, you know, blowing a call, being exposed to, you know, someone wailing on a call at 120, 125 decibels, you know, for two or three hours in a duck hunt uh, is, is as bad, if not worse than, than those three or four gunshots unprotected right? The gunshot's really loud, but it's a small period of time. Right. That, that call, you know, and, and especially when you're getting on it, um, you are a hundred percent creating too much exposed, too much loudness for too, too length of a time. And so to kind of step over on the technology side, the, the whole point in, in the, in the second part is that duck hunting is all about having fun and hanging out with your buddies and and it's the you know if if you didn't if you didn't want to be social you'd be a deer hunter hanging in a tree absolutely right but absolutely it's, it's, deer hunters it's, it's ragging on and i love to deer hunt i love to hang in a tree but like i mean it's it's a social it's a social event and yeah when you plug up your ears if you have a baseline hearing loss and you plug up your ears you can't blow a call because you can't hear it and monitor it and you can't hear your buddies and then you can't hear what the hell's going on around you you can't hear the teal ripping behind the blind and you know, the first honk of those geese over the over the wood line and all the fun stuff that we're there for and and so the whole purpose uh, of the company was really to kind of model it and what we did for the waterfall hunters we we modeled it after what we've been doing in audiology you know 20 years ago 25 years ago uh, with musicians. And you know, when mm -hmm. I grew up, I'm 55. When I grew up, no musician wore anything in their ear. Yeah. Right. And a lot of those old school rockers, you know, we, we hear the stories about how absolutely wasted their ears are and they can't hear thunder. And um, 
and nowadays every musician has something in their ear and, mm -hmm. and most people think that that's really about hearing protection and it's 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 absolutely not it's it's about performance that that monitor in their ear uh, and a lot of this work was done uh, right in your backyard up in Toronto with uh, with 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 Dr. Chasen and um, and he's got a the the Canadian uh, Musicians Program uh, for Hearing Health is, I think, based out of Toronto. He's done some awesome work on on studying, uh, you know, the the damage that professional musicians go through. And professional mm -hmm. musicians doesn't mean that you're rocking out. It, it's yeah. it's symphony, orchestras. right? Yeah. It's orchestras. Yeah. It's all of that stuff. Yeah. But what the monitors are designed for, and this will help you understand what we're doing with Tetra, is is Man, if Damien, if you're the if you're the uh, if you're the drummer, and Phil's the bass player, and Dave's the lead singer, he, he kind of seems like the lead singer of the group here. Yeah, so yeah, make he's Dave the pretty the boy. Singer. He's the pretty boy. Uh, and so every one of those monitors are programmed completely different, and they're programmed for the performance that you how you want them for for yeah. what you have to do on stage during the performance or during a recording. If you take your drummer set and you put him in Phil's ears to play the bass, he's going to say, man, this sounds like shit. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't hear anything that I need to hear. And it's because they're, they're programmed to maximize the, the, the frequencies and uh, in, in the sounds of the drum. We took that exact philosophy guys. And we said, and this is where we, we got to what we call pursuit-based hearing. Yep. Every hunting pursuit has a different hearing and protective need. What you need in order to be a successful waterfall hunter is completely different than what you need to be an upland, you know, deep yep. woods grouse hunter or a, a, a big field pheasant hunter out west or a turkey hunter in the spring or an elk hunter out west. Like, your the the soundscape what you need to hear who you need to hear and what you need to protect from and what you want to block out is completely different based on the pursuit of hearing yeah and what we do is we pick all of our gear uh, accordingly uh, based on the pursuit but no one's ever treated the ear that way and so yeah. what we did is we built based off of the musician the musician model we built different, we started recording the different sounds that need to be protected from, how much shooting, what type of shooting, how loud are the guns, what are the sounds that are common to that hunt pursuit that you don't want to hear, yeah. most importantly, what are the sounds that you do need to hear. Mm -hmm. And the very first patent, so we've received uh, multiple patents, the very first one we received was on the waterfall side. And uh, we sat with Harold Knight from Knight and Hale Game Calls, yeah. uh, lives up here in Western Kentucky and has become a dear friend and has been a big part of this. Uh, and we, he sat for two days in blue duck and goose calls and we had a microphone right down on his eardrum. We made 1,014 recordings of, of him blowing duck and goose calls. And, and then we run that through and we come out with a single recording that incorporates all of those, everything wow. from a Canada goose call to a spec call to a pintail to a, you name it, right? Wow. Teal call, hen mallet hail call, everything. And um, 
and that became that that's our that's our waterfall program so that when when you get no matter what call you 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 push through air whatever call you're pushing air through the frequencies that it's making that's what our waterfall it's letting that come through in a completely natural way just like that drummer is programmed to let those the drum sounds come through to improve his performance or her performance right and that what that's very different than what the upland hunter is like the drummer versus the bass player versus yeah. the violin versus the banjo versus the singer and what you need when you're walking a south dakota pheasant field uh, is uniquely different than what you what you need in that in that green timber flooded hunt right yeah uh, well so oh sorry david so, yeah go for it okay so you're talking about how you did the calls and you can hear the calls right you have a mallard that's 100 yards away it's going to kind of half amplify that sound right does it the person like say damien and i say the four of us are in a duck blind and damien's blowing his duck call does it just reduce the actual decibel level of that duck call so you can still hear it or how does that what does that do for me for the duck Awesome question, Dave. Um, and and the, the answer is like it, it's it's like you're in your truck with your best song on, and all you do is you turn it down a little bit, right? Instead of level nine, you're turning it down. You don't change how the song sounds. You don't change the frequencies. You're not mixing. Every other hearing protection on the market is either doing things like peak clipping, or if it's a foam plug, some frequencies can get through, some frequencies can't. And so what what every other device is doing is distorting what you're hearing it's exactly what you're worried about and what what we are doing is we're letting all of those frequencies come through just at a safe level and so that you know instead of when you're wailing on that cut down mondo and it's coming out at 126 db and and what we would look at i should have a whiteboard where i mean that that has a certain spectrum of sound right mm -hmm. just like a guitar sounds different than a banjo it has a different spectrum of sound right we take that guitar and and it and all we're doing instead of 126 db we're letting the, that exact same spectrum come through but at a safe level and we're not distorting the reason that we're not distorting is because we wrote formulas to say when the the device is always looking if it's in waterfall mode versus mm -hmm. upland mode it's looking for certain frequencies to let through um, and it stops other frequencies, right? And I'll talk about that specifically. Um, and it's just when it, when it lets those frequencies of a hen mallard hail call come through, it's just letting that through at a safe level. Like you just turn the, the song down on the, in the radio in your truck, right? The reason that we can do it is because we went back and we sourced very, very, very high-end, uh, essentially hearing aid level, digital hearing aid level uh, technology. So I went back to all my contacts on the manufacturing side, and we're buying the same exact parts, the same exact chassis, the same exact harness, the same microphone receiver that's going into five and $6,000 hearing aids but we don't buy it as an FDA regulated hearing aid. Mm -hmm. And magically about 70% of the damn cost goes away when it's not an FDA, when it's not a medical device. That's right. But I'm just taking that and making it into a, a badass turkey device, upland device, waterfall device, that kind of stuff. And, um, and the, the, 
the reason what what turned out unbelievably cool is all of this is about measuring the exact spectrum of sound. What are the frequencies of a gun blast? And how is a 20 gauge different than, and I, and I haven't, before you even get to it, Dave, I, we didn't get down to a 28 gauge yet, but we did a 12 gauge and a 20 gauge. And we did uh, magnum hunting loads versus uh, skeet and target, target loads. And, and we would measure the spectrum of the blast. Where's the peak? What's the most damaging area? Where's every, where are the parts of that blast that are damaging to the ear? We've got 16 bands of sound processing uh, built into the Tetra device. And the cool part is that gun blast, when that gun blast goes off, it's, it's in about four of those of the 16 bands. There's a little bit, depending on some of the magnum loads, it kind of creeps into a fifth band. So what we do is when the blast goes off, we shut down the, the bands where that blast is going through. It's kind of like a TSA agent. Uh, mm. Y'all have TSAs yeah. right? yeah. like the, at the airport. Yeah. Uh, it's that TSA agent who stops you and doesn't let you go through, right? And we do it in a very sophisticated way uh, that we've been doing for 20 years on the hearing aid programming side. And we can stop that sound going through that blast. When that blast is going through, those frequencies get stopped the other 10 or 11 or 12 bands stay open because there's no danger there. There's no frequencies. What all electronic hearing protection has done before, when the blast goes off, it shuts down everything. Like you go dark. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't, and what think of. Um, so like I use, you know, I use concussion uh, earmuffs in the military shooting, right? So I could hear everything. It was microphone that was enhanced. As soon as there was a gunshot, it just muffed everything. So you couldn't hear a thing, right? And that's sort yep. of what you were talking about. It, it, it is. But what we're doing is we're just saying we're going to take out the frequencies yeah. that just where the blast is and everything else stays open. So what, it, what it's going to feel like, what you're going to have the first time you pull a trigger on it is you're going to notice like the, the gun was completely suppressed. That's gone not gone, gone's the wrong word. We right. can't make it gone, right? Uh, it's just, yeah. it's just, it just is completely muffled, but yet I'm completely open to hearing my environment That's because crazy. of the 16 bands, the four bands get shut off. The other 12 bands stay open because there's no danger there, right? Crazy. Think of um, if, if, if in your room you had, you had track lighting, uh, two rows of eight, of eight of yeah. lights, right? And you could control each, uh, each individual, if you had 16 lights, and when that yeah. blast goes off, we have to shut down number cool. eight, number nine, number 10, and number 11. Yeah. But the rest of the lights stay on. And, um, and, and that's why we're able to, you know, we, we went through and we, um, uh, like on the upland side, we, we monitored, we, we measured and recorded everything, pheasant flush, quail flush, chucker flush, I didn't get my beloved partridge uh, that I grew up chasing grouse yeah. in northern Michigan, but uh, and we recorded gar two Garmin e collars, right? You got to okay. be able to hear yeah. your dogs. You can't see your dog. You got to be able to hear your dogs, and like all of those sounds, all of those frequencies, we we want to amplify. We're giving yeah. you know just put a number on it. We're we're amplifying them eighteen times. 
we, we recorded boots on gravel. We recorded briars going across scraping chaps, wow. right? And, and so and we can say those frequencies, we want to shut down the frequencies of a bird flush. We want to enhance, you know, 15 times. And so when you have 16 bands of sound processing, you can get super specific. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's throwing a mortar in World War II versus, you know, a, a freaking Scud missile, a GPS guided Scud <laughs> missile, where you can put it down the freaking chimney yeah. um, of the factory that you're shooting at, right? And um, Absolutely. Well, I know when I introduced Heath to um, a guide friend of mine that runs a pretty big operation up here in Canada. And um, his first question to Heath was, listen, I don't wear any hearing protection because I can't, if I wear hearing protection, I can't hear my call. And, and I don't know if my call is sounding right. And that was, that was his, that was his concern. He was like, he's a guide and, and he's just <clears throat> getting pounded. And, you know, you talk about exposure, that snow goose, uh, spread and that speaker right behind your ear for four hours every day. Um, that that's exposure and Heath and that's exactly what he had said to him. He was like, no, no. He was like, you just you just turn it down. It just it's still going to be you. Man, you can just turn it down. Yeah, go, Dave. The, the two people that I thought that this would be perfect for was number one would be guides because yeah, they're in the blind. They have to call. They have to interact with their line and people that teach youth how to hunt because every time that I'm out teaching, like when I'm out with my kids, it's like, you know, you want to talk to them, you take your earplug out and you talk to them. And then eventually it's like that thing gets soaked and then it's, it's all, and you don't have your ear protection by the end of the hunt. Right. Mm -hmm. This thing, you leave them in and you can still hear the kids. Can't you bill like a hundred percent guys. 100%. That's exactly yeah. the point is like, and, and you, 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 you can even hear the kids better than your baseline because we correct for any hearing loss, any place right. we get a full hearing test yeah. on you. And again, it's a $6,000 hearing aid circuit. I can, we can make it sing, uh, yeah. you know, like we can, we can correct for the hearing loss. And then we superimpose all of these sound processing formulas, all these patented formulas <clears throat> that that we got on there and so we've really got what you got to do is and and not telling you what you had to do but oh, we I'm need to figure I, I know we're <laughs> going to get to we're going to get to your innovation in a second day but we've got to figure out something for philly because philly's got some wonky ears and and earbuds won't yeah. fit in his ears so here here's my situation bill i went and got <laughs> tested last year because i knew i knew my ears were in were in bad shape so I went and got tested last year. I've got moderate to severe loss in my left and moderate in my right. So the doctor, she did the molds. So I was hoping to come and get a set of uh, ear hearing protection from you guys. Only to find out from the doctor, she's like, well, you lock that little cup in the bottom to hold them in. So if you watch the episodes, like you see, I'm constantly fiddling with the earbuds. It's because they don't stay in because it's said little missing cup. And then, you know, after, you know, seeing the light and basically, you know, having a doctor see like, like, you got to do something about this, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wear like a pair of the, pair of these little foam jobbies, but they're not cutting it. Yep. So like, I think uh, in the near future, there's going to be a pair of alpha shields coming. There you go. There you <laughs> two, go. two years, no cup. Um, <laughs> well, let's yeah. do, uh, yeah, two years, no cup. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope people laugh I would, at that. I, would, I, I just right. want to say that I have still to this day refused to watch that video. So just, oh, you, throwing, just throwing it out there. I don't refuse start. to watch it. Yeah, don't start because you're going to get into the guy with the jar. <laughs> yeah, don't. Okay, Dave. Okay, listen, this has been, I've been thinking about, I, I'm really curious on what your idea is. So um, hear me out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So you've got no, intended. You've got these, the ones that do the different species, right? Yeah. The pursuit. So like yeah. the different pursuits, right? So you can do a waterfowl and then. I'm imagining like I use my Bluetooth on my phone to switch over. Have you taken the time? Okay. Sorry. You want to answer that first? Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, you, there's a Bluetooth option, but you don't have to, there's a little push button. So uh, there's different ways we have, we, we, we invented something called an acoustic tap uh, where you just, you can reach up and just tap your ear and that that'll cycle to the next, the next program or all of them have a push button to go through that. So hear me out. Okay. Significant other option <laughs> where I've been out hunting with the boys all day. I come home after the bar oh, and it's like, Oh fuck, I'm going to get yelled at. Just tone it down a little bit. Right. And then, you know, then I don't have to be like, we're, we're all going to hell. Brother, we are, we are, we are way ahead of you, bud. So, I knew it. Uh, like, I love you guys. Here, here's here, but this is going to be just for you, dude. As a matter of fact, we can, we can, we can somehow like we need to call it something. So we'll somehow like turn it into. Dave's not uh, here. You know, I'll get, I'll get your, I'll get your, your, uh, what these guys call you, maybe behind your back or something, your nickname or yeah, and that's yeah. what the circuit will be, right? Dark and cloud, cloud, dark cloud. But here's uh, here's. Here's how it works, brother. We um, it, and we release this with our with our Bluetooth. Um, and so you're right. We can take any sample. Like we can sample a chainsaw, and we can filter that out. We can sample um, speed shooting and and enhance and filter out. And we can enhance. Uh, we just enhanced uh, out to 1,200 meters on steel, uh, hitting steel at 1,200 meters, and we can enhance wow. the ding. Right. And so we we get very specific on. Uh, we created a rattlesnake program for a water, a California, Northern California, a 78 year old guy. It's been, um, that we created a specific rattlesnake program. So That's we get cool. th those, those are just examples that we can get super specific. So as you know, uh, we can take a voice, um, and, and we can either enhance that voice or we could decrease that voice. And so on, on, How about on, eliminate? on, on the, on the, on the Bluetooth, Dave, what we do is we, we push it out. Um, and then the app, we're going to have an app. This is, this is future, future uh, development. We're going to have an app where I need a 10 second recording uh, of any voice that you would either want to maximize and enhance, or that you would want to completely get rid of and eliminate. Right. Um, Does she have to be yelling? Like, is it how, <laughs> is it the way that she's talking or I, I, I just, yeah. I just need the frequency. So you record her okay. voice and here's how oh, get her angry, get her angry. Uh, after, after you record it, um, there's a, there's an auction that starts for one hour and, uh, and, and both of you can bid whoever has the highest bid. I either enhance that voice or I decrease that voice. How about that? Yeah, there you go. You um, know what? I just I thought of something. I think you're going to, when you, when you get that on the go and it is 100% operational, I can see a Nobel prize 
in this video. <laughs> I, I really can't. <laughs> no, you know how many murders would happen? Like, could you imagine, like, you just got home from the bar and you put the Tetris in and then you get home and you, you put it to significant other option and you walk in and she's just screaming at you and the first words out of your mouth because you can't hear her. You don't know what yeah. she's saying. Yeah. The first words are, are you angry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just take it. You seem upset. Yeah. Just take a breath. Take a breath, baby. Just relax. What? Uh, it, it, I thought you were going to go that you wanted the Tetra to like read her mind somehow. Oh, like oh. what? What? Well, what oh, she, come on. You're not. That's, 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 God. That's not God. Yeah, you're not God. You don't want to read my mind. No, not <laughs> you're not. You know, it would be cool though if if you had a way for it to detect the different um, vocalizations of birds such that some of these fuckers that shoot mullet teals during teal season, like yeah. they'd have another way to, to discern teal. which one is which. Yeah. So a mullet teal, we, we call um, wood ducks mullet teals. Mullet teal. Right? <laughs> so imagine that, like you're sitting in the blind and the guys are like, oh, fuck, birds, birds, birds. And then it's like, oh, Tetra, which bird is that? And it's like, that is the call of a wood duck. <laughs> Can't shoot, right? But it yeah. would save a lot of the wood ducks. <laughs> it would, right? it would. But and we you wouldn't get all these posts like, look at the teal I shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, that's not a teal. The, the, the teal with the, with the pretty beaks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Mullet teal. I'm going to use that one. I, oh yeah, that's. I'll give you, I'll give you creds for it, guys. It's coming <laughs> that's, right that's from the all Punisher. Dave. Like, that's all Dave. Uh, I like that one. So, uh, um, I mean that that's kind of you know that's a that's a deep dive. So we we can correct for your hearing loss. So the ears that have been kind of already worn. So the ears like like Phil, uh, we can, we can a hundred percent correct for that. And, and again, that's kind of changing the future. The more that we stimulate your brain, particularly in, in difficult or what we call adversive or challenging listening situations, right? That's where you're pulling that 15,000 pound trailer, uh, and you're making the brain work too hard. The more that we can get your hearing back to normal. And so it takes that pressure off of the brain is really extending your runway for a healthier life down the road and we're preventing any future any future destruction uh, of, of the inner ear and you can blow your freaking calls and you can hear your buddies and you hear the wings ripping and we made it exactly and this is a story that we, we probably should tell a little bit more i mean back in 2017 when we started really messing around with this um we made it for selfish reasons. We made it because we knew technology could do better, right? We've been, yeah. we've been helping hearing, we've been helping musicians for 20 years and we've been fixing broken ears for, you know, 30 years digitally. And, um, and we started messing around with, you know, for, you know, for ourselves and our kids when our son started helping with us and, and our buddies and, um, and, it, and, it, it, and we made it so that it, an absolute, real hardcore true uh hunter I, the, one of the damn best stories ever i wish i had it on video was that on that hunt um with kyle uh you know we did a a, a thing there a big snowstorm came through michigan or but you know <clears throat> six, seven inches of, of snow on the on the freaking ground and everyone's thinking like oh these ten thousand mallards that were in the field they're gonna have to eat right away and of course they decided to eat you know, afternoon instead of <laughs> yeah, at seven thirty when they were supposed to. So we sat out there in you know eight degree weather, you know minus fourteen wind chill, which is you know yeah. a spring a spring day for you guys. I get it, but 
uh, there's a bunch of Southern boys in the, in this, yeah. this is the coldest weather they'd ever seen. Right. Yeah. And so about 11 o'clock, we run out to the trucks just to sit and, you know, get a coffee and, and thaw out a little bit. And, and all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, birds start, birds start working. We get hauling out of the trucks, uh, Kyle, that little son of a gun can scoot. He was one of the first ones back in the A-frame. Right. And uh, I was one of the last ones. I'm going to put my, I'm going to tell you right now. And so I'm in there, you know, just huffing and puffing, trying to get my freaking keep my insides on my inside. Right. I haven't done a 250 <laughs> yard sprint like that. And I don't know when in the dam, there was probably 40 birds that landed in our decoys that we kicked off in the, and they took up circled around Kyle got on his freaking call and put them back right in place. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's the first, the first volley, we had nine guns, boom, 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 right? And everyone's, you know, high-fiving and having a freaking ball. Kyle goes running out of the, running out of the freaking A-frame and hauls, hauls his ass all the way back to the truck and then comes running back, blowing a call the whole way because now there's three, four, five hundred birds in the air, right? Oh, my God gets back in there and everyone's like dude what what did you forget and he goes i didn't have my tetras <laughs> god if we would have had that as a commercial it yeah, would be that, over, that, right? yeah that's awesome uh but he ran all the way back to get his freaking tetras that he left in the truck uh when he was getting well warm, and so. i guess i guess the other thing well and the thing with that is that if you're used like if you're wearing them and then you're not wearing them like that that's a shock to the system right yeah. Uh, oh, you know, what's so interesting on that is um, what you see. And I don't know how, I don't know if you're getting a, a bunch uh, more female uh, hunters, particularly waterfall hunters uh, yeah. up you know, north of the border is, is, is we're getting here. It's, you know, one of the fastest growing segments in the, yeah. in the outdoor space. Um, and unfortunately it's percentages, not necessarily true numbers, right? Mm -hmm. It'd be great. Anyway, um, what's unreal is how how accustomed us knuckle dragon males are, you know, to to you know to we've been socialized that the ears just should take that beating and that yeah. and um, and I'm telling you, I, I can't I can't tell you the amount of you know fifty plus year old guys that have, you know, looked me in the face and say, you know, I remember, I sure wish I wouldn't have messed it up back in my, you know, mm -hmm. teens and twenties. Everyone says that, but I can't tell you how many times I heard, but you were considered a big, I don't know how far yeah. we can go. All right. Yeah. A, yeah, a, yeah. Big, a big P yeah. uh, if you, if oh. you wore hearing protection, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, big wussy. And so, yeah. absolutely. Um, and like, like where the hell does that come from? Right. Like, uh, I mean, it's crazy, but what, what, what you don't see, you don't see it on the female side. You don't no. see like they are, they're clearly more gifted in their thinking. Well, and, and, um, and you don't see, and you'll see parents ensure that their kids wear it, but yet they won't wear it. You, uh, know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, and I've done it. I've done it with my kids. I'm like, make sure you got hearing protection yep. on it. And I, and here I am standing out with none. So, and they've got not in your head, like you've done the same thing that's why we're doing this and that's why we're that's why i'm absolutely absolutely stoked to be, be working with you guys is because um 
we can't, we need other people that, especially those young, those young hunters, early hunters, yeah. early career hunters, doesn't have to just be youth, right? It can be That's the 26 right. year old who, who's picking it up. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but those early career hunters, they, you, you've, you've earned their attention and their respect, right? Um, and, and you have a platform where, where you can make a difference. And again, you will, the first rule that we have at Tetra is you don't ever throw like those plugs that, that uh, Phil pulled out. Yeah. Like we, we never, we do nothing but knuckles and high fives. And we see that stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, at least you're using something, something like, yeah. I don't care. We will, we will never throw shade on any other hearing protection. And, right. um, as for, and, and the idea is to do something. And, and once we get you committed to doing something and, and what my vision and my belief is that if we can get particularly that young male, if we can get his attention early yeah. in life, that when you're doing this type of stuff, you've got to protect your ears. It's, it's mm -hmm. just absolutely, it goes with muzzle safety. It goes yeah. with, you know, yeah, you never absolutely. point a freaking gun at something that you don't intend to kill. It's all the rules. It's safety. It's, you know, mechanical safety use. It's, it's, it's blind etiquette and blind safety. Like we drill that into these kids' heads. And the worst part is like, you can sit, you know, you sit in the backyard clinking, uh, you know, boxes and milk jugs when you're six years old, seven years old with, with, with Papa on the picnic yeah. table, right? Because mm -hmm. you're going to go, this is your first year you get to go squirrel hunting. Yeah. And, and the whole time that you're shooting all summer, you, you, you put earmuffs on that six-year-old kid. And then on the opening day of squirrel season, you're walking around the woods with nothing in their ears. <laughs> like how freaking confusing is yeah. that? Got to hear the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we talked about the younger segment, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I've seen a lot of like early twenties, like late teens, early twenties kids with, um, man, I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but earbuds in, like Apple AirPods or whatever. Yeah, and they yep. use that active noise canceling. Does that count as hearing protection? A hundred percent, no. Uh, right. it, it, I just. It, I'm not it, saying it in a bad way. Please don't take that for anyone. No, that, no, no, no. I just no. want to make sure that they know well, that that's... here's here's if they're using if they're using it for that, then at least it's a step in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're using it to talk on the phone and uh, play Fortnite and do all that kind of crap, like if they're if it's about listening to music, then but if it's in their ear because they think they're doing something, and, and it the, the the reality is, um, if it's if it's a proper fit, the problem is that the majority of those don't have a proper fit. Right. Uh, if like you're using like the AirPod Pros that have, you know, like a silicone tip, if you've got the right size ear canal and that silicone tip is completely sealing off the ear, then yes, it has the possibility and it's better than nothing. Um, but is it proper hearing protection? No. And, and, and it's not the active, so it's so cool that you brought up the active noise cancellation, Dave, because um, the, the circuitry on that cannot react fast enough to squash that gunshot, right? That by the time that that compression, because it's a low end circuit, I mean, yeah, they're expensive, they're three, four, five hundred, hundred bucks, but that's the compressor on that circuit. By the time that thing is getting ready and starting to compress, the gunshot is off it's already over and but so and uh, and to be fair it's not designed for that gunshot it's designed uh, for not listening to someone at the gym grunting right like yeah and know. it's a long term and and that's why the 
you know, one of the things and um, that we could, you know, if, if you really want to get me fired up, talk about the, the NRR, the noise reduction ratio, right? How all of the, all hearing protection for, for firearm use is measured against, um, at least down here in the States it is. Uh, and the NRR was, it was built for, uh, specifically for industrial hearing protection to protect workers' ears. And the definition of the NRR back in the 50s, and it hasn't evolved since, was that it was for wideband sound, so 250 cycles to 8,000 cycles. Uh, that's not a gunshot. A gunshot is, is a very narrow band and more in the mid-frequencies. But what kills me is that the NRR to what you're supposed to measure pulling a trigger specifically says for signals greater than 75 seconds in duration holy smoke so uh, yeah exactly and and like it, if you're in a if you're working in a in an automotive factory or a printing press or you know a coal mine uh in and it's you know and it's about heavy equipment that's running 10 hours a day uh the nrr is a great measurement tool yeah. but it for an impulse noise like a gunshot it absolutely sucks um but yet everyone kind of keeps going back to it. And so um, just having that thing in their ear, Dave, makes a better difference than having nothing. And to me, that gives us hope that at least these young guys are thinking, at least it's on their radar. Yeah. Uh, and, and you guys can help, you guys can help make it. You know, we keep talking about our goal is to change a conversation and to change the culture. And, and I, I, I inherently believe that it's wrong to introduce, you know, that little Johnny who finally gets to hunt the big blind uh, on opening day, right? Whether you're, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, whenever you get to make that big step and, and you know, he doesn't sleep for freaking four nights because he's so excited he gets to do opening day finally with the big guys. And he shows up and, and dad and older brothers and cousins and uncles and grandpa and there's on opening day and there's not an, an earplug in anyone's ear, or any yeah. type of hearing protection. You just taught little Johnny uh, yeah. that duck hunters don't wear anything in their ear. And, and I'm, I think that's fundamentally wrong. And, yeah, uh, we, we have this at, at our level now is where we have to start to set the standard, right? We, we set yeah. the standard and, and then everybody else follows. Guys, I got to. We, yeah, Dave quick because i'm about to i'm about to close down the show <laughs> what we do a second yeah. one right away well, well we can i don't, I don't well know. no i was just gonna say like exactly what you were saying there like we don't teach our kids to get in the car without putting their seatbelt on absolutely there you go yep no and and at, you're absolutely right it, this it, and, and, and more okay like i'll have more fun like we we uh, before we got on we were talking about uh you know, hockey players oh. and, um, right. Look, at, look what's going on with hockey helmets. Look yeah. what's going on with uh, major league baseball pro. helmets yeah. and right. And yeah. um, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, now you're the oddball. If you're skiing out West yeah. uh, and you don't have a ski, uh, a ski helmet, man, I, yeah. I, I learned to ski in Northern Michigan with a set of Levi's and a really bad <laughs> coat and, 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 a, and a ball cap turned backwards. Right. Like, uh, like, and now you're, it's like, you have three eyes. If you're, if you're out in freaking, you know, yeah. Colorado without a helmet on. Yeah. And, that, um, and, and that's the whole point of it is like, it, 
safety and health and wellness has changed uh, dramatically over the last 30 years in in the especially the waterfowl community but the hunting community in general mm -hmm. has been lagging behind tremendously and um you know i'm i'm all for uh if if you know what's super cool about doing this with you guys today is uh in two days we're we're four years old we launched four years oh, ago wow. on September 1st right and Thanks. um and uh I, I never dreamed it would come this far this fast i never dreamed we would be able to have freaking partners like i'm looking yeah. at right now and uh and guys that that are willing to kind of take the ink and drink the Kool-Aid and, uh, and be a part of this. And, yeah. um, and if, you know, if we sell, if we sell the hell, if Tetra is the best thing that sells more walkers or if Tetra is the best thing that sells any of our competitor products, uh, then I'm, I'm all for that. Right. Yeah. Like, cause we'll get it as long as we make the best technology. And right now, uh, hands down, uh, for many reasons we do, We'll get our fair share, but we, we got to raise the fricking tide first and, and got to make it something that everyone's talking about. And here's the big kicker guys. And then I'll shut up. If we can get particularly young men, but anyone to pay attention when they're doing something that's overtly bad for their ears, shooting a 12 gauge or shoot, pulling trigger unprotected. If we can get them to cross over and say, I know it's stupid. I know, I know I should do better and I'm going to find a better way to do it. Then they'll start to use it when they're using a chainsaw, when they're yeah. on a four wheeler, when they're dry, they'll use it at work. They'll use it like, and, and we try to make the device to where it carries over to that. You can wear it on the tractor. You can wear it on the side-by-side. -side, you can wear it on the snow, on the snowmobile, right? Like you can, uh, you're, you're out sledding for eight hours. You talk about bad for your ears. Mm -hmm. um, and, but if we can start with something as simple as let's all get behind pulling a trigger unprotected is not in my best interest. Yeah. Then that'll trickle into the rest of their life. And if we get that 12 year old kid to not bang metal on metal, you know, and, and be ripping saws and uh, doing all the stuff that we grow up doing. And a lot of that's rite of passage, right? Like we get, um, you know, the part of, of growing up, uh, yeah. especially for a young male like when you get to start doing dangerous shit uh, <laughs> is is when you've earned enough respect and responsibility of 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 your elders uh that they can trust you and um it's amazing that's, that that's what we're doing and manhood. It, it really is it's that rite of passage so no awesome um let's do a quick round what we're uh I just got a message from from Heath. Actually, he was like, "How was how's the show?" And I'm like, "We're still going, man." And he's like, "Holy smokes!" So, so uh, it, it's good. So uh, we'll do a quick round the table. Do any last words? Um, but Dr. Bill Dickinson, you are welcome. Like, please, and and don't wait for us to extend the invite. Um, please, anytime you want to come on, you can use our platform. I know. And and here's the other thing. Tetra has a has a podcast as well too so you can be bouncing back and forth between us yep. and the tetra podcast and you can be getting all kinds of all kinds of uh great information uh, and everything that's going on in tetra and and of course check out their social media because um and i gotta tell you like you're doing a bang up job on your social media too it it is really it's it's good like good pictures good quality 
um, and the right message is coming out. So really good job on on this. Um, I appreciate hearing that. I'm, I'm, I'm honest to God, super blessed and super lucky to been surrounded by some outstanding talent and guys, again, that just believe it. They love making a difference yeah. uh, in people's lives. And so uh, I will, I will make sure that they hear that message and I appreciate hearing that. So. Absolutely. Billy to you, buddy. Doc, great having you on. It's also an absolute pleasure and honor to have the first doctor on the show ever being his <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, Yes, again, like after the huge eye opener with the doc I had last year, like I think I'm definitely going to be uh, definitely looking into getting some uh, some alpha shields here in the near future. Like again, like as as, as nice as you know the little stringy stringy plugs are, it's got the string and you don't lose them. Um, you know, it just just a, doesn't quite cut in. You know, it's nice to have that amplification so where you can talk to guys, you can call, hear everything. But yeah, like once you know, once this guns start going off, like you know, it's it shuts it down and you know save what little hearing i have left so you can get a little stringy for your tetris too yeah if that's yeah. the difference it comes with a lanyard buddy gets a little stringy <laughs> good to know dave yeah. to well, you so i'll be ordering ordering some in the near future here so <laughs> yeah bill looking forward to trying this out and seeing what it's like um the big thing that i thought of throughout the show have you guys thought of teaming up with like my lucky duck e-caller here right yep the amount of sounds that they have, and especially like Sean Weaver went out and he recorded like all these weird, you know, snow goose sounds in the fall. Have you thought of teaming up with someone like him to, to get some of those sounds to amplify like some of these weird sounds to you? I don't know. That was just something I thought of, but I, no, I can't it's... wait to try these out and. Um, you know, it's interesting. We I've I've looked. We we thought about using that. Uh, kind of in reverse, uh, we're going to do a big project about um, we're going to have four or five of those e-collars out and have microphones, kind of like I was talking about what we did with Harold Knight. We'll be outside yeah. and be able to show, you know, a turkey gobbling at 400 yards uh, in, in, in if you have a, a mild to moderate hearing loss, how that's inaudible that you don't hear it. And with the Tetra that you can hear it, right? And so we can go both ways with it. We can use that that type of device. And we do need to be, um, we need to reach out and become, do some work. They're doing some fabulous stuff. And, and the sounds that are on that one with Lucky Duck um, are very different and very unique. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's who we partnered or who we targeted to partner with. So yeah. Um, I um I'm I'm telling you I I I can't wait to get these in your ears uh, for all different reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Phil, I appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, kind of where your where your hearing is at. Like you're, all of you. Th these are the moments that 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 I just that I absolutely love in in the company is because I know that you. you You've been super graceful, uh, uh, and you know, let me let me talk about what we're doing and why we're doing it. But at the end of the day, you're like, but man, I don't want to. I, I don't want it to. I, I want an epic hunt every time, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. love doing it. It's my passion. It's what keeps me alive. All that stuff, and and it's easy to think like, God, I can't believe it can be that good. And um, I'm telling you, it can be that good. And, no, and I can't and wait. It, and it needs to be awesome for you. If it's not awesome, this is the guy you talk to. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't need truly like that's who I'm looking to partner with. Like, I, I don't need you to be number 5014 that tells me how cool this is. 
Yeah. You know, be number 22 that says, Hey, have you ever thought about like uh, maybe deselecting the female voice out of this? Like challenge <laughs> us, push my us, man, like, my like, man. give us, give us, tell us, tell us what, you know, dream big with us. Uh, we can do unbelievable things and, That's amazing. Um, and we'll do it for you personally. Uh, but yet we also don't treat you necessarily any different than we treat anyone else, uh, you know, that gives us a dollar, uh, yeah. because that's the, that's the, that's the greatest gift, uh, that we can get when someone trusts us, um, you know, with their future and, and trust us with their, you know, by giving us money and buying the product. So. Awesome. Well, I'm, I want to end it with, with this because for the past two weeks now, I've been talking to a lot of people about Petra. And are talking to a lot of people about about these hearing devices and stuff. And one of the biggest concerns is is the cost. And 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 I totally get it. And I understand. And even more so for Canadians' bills because the, the Canadian dollar is crap compared to the U.S. dollar and and the whole bit. But here's here's my here's my thought process. And I said this to Dave when when we had first started talking. And and I said I spend. $2,500 on a gun. I spend hundreds of dollars on ammo. I can't even put a dollar figure on the decoys and calls and everything else that I've got here in the garage. But yet, I won't spend the money to save my hearing. And then that's that's what me and Dave were talking about. And I said, you know what? It's ridiculous that, that I have, you know, all this money spent in and all the gear to help me get the ducks, but I've got nothing that's that's actually going to save my hearing. And and I done twenty years in the military where I wore hearing protection at everything I done, and I was a sapper. I I blew shit up for a living, um. But yet when I went hunting, I never wore anything, and it was just it was just asinine. It just made no sense. And and now I'm paying for it. My hearing isn't as bad as what Phil's is. But it's only a matter of time, and it will be. So, yeah. I'm telling you, um, that's the line of thinking that I have um, with regards to this, and and the reason why I'm jumping in and and getting a set right now is just because I'm 46 years old, and and things are starting to go downhill fast. And if I can <laughs> save a little bit of something, I will. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, you can contact. Get a hold of us. We've we've got a discount code that's good up until December. Um, we can get you hooked up with a discount code. I can talk you through the process for Canadians that are looking to to get your ear injections and all of that stuff done. Message us, Dave and I can we can help you walk you through it. We can get you all squared away and and tell you exactly what you got to do. Um, just like Bill had said, he's blessed to be surrounded by some amazing people. We say at every show, surround yourself with good people and good things will happen to you. This is the Union 0430 podcast. We are not experts. We'll never pretend to be just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out and talking anything bird hunting. Be good to one another until next show. Thanks a lot.